listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 463 for February 8th, 2024. This week we talk about musician reunions, online auctions, being British, guest rooms, fitness trackers, and the reality of photos. So stick around for the show. One, two, three, clap. Oh, I'm full of meatballs. Um, Swedish Just ones? full of them. Or Italian um, I, I don't, I don't, honestly, neither, because they're uh, teriyaki pineapple flavored. So uh, I don't know what the fuck kind of what meatballs those are culturally. There used to be a meatball specialty store here, and they sure oh, as fuck so shut hot. down. It was, they were overpriced meatballs. They were delicious, but you could order just meatballs like in a bowl, mm. and they give you a bowl. But then they had stuff with pasta too, but their specialty was like, Different flavors of meatballs. And they sure as hell went out of business because that's not, you don't need a meatball all the time. Yeah. A meatball only store is very precise, very specific. But like sometimes all you need is a bowl of balls and then you're good, you know? Only balls. Only balls instead of only fans. I have never been about only balls. Let's talk about testicles. Welcome back to the pod. It's been two weeks. We took a week off. Um, oh, my yeah. dad was in town. I hosted. Mm. Are you are you hosting? Can you host? <laughs> I hosted, and it was my own biological uh-huh. father. Um, anyways, speaking of my dad, balls. Let's talk about balls. Well, I was just gonna say I've learned a lot about Long Island in the past couple of weeks, and oh, a, a lot of a lot of official. Uh... <laughs> well, if by a lot of people you mean like one, maybe two, but <laughs> my favorite thing now to do in my Twitch chat is um I've got, I've got a lot of people from brooklyn and okay. and that's on long island technically but it's not long mm. island geographically yes but and culturally I, and no the vampire show i believe is on staten island which is uh, a whole other two thing. very different islands okay However, I'm, glad that, I'm glad they're okay okay when, whenever those people come into my twitch chat i want i always say and by always, I mean I did this once. I say, oh my God, it's my favorite Long Islanders. And <laughs> I just love doing that. Because you get them on a technicality. Right. If Joe loves nothing more than to piss someone off via a technicality. You get um, them on it. Yeah, last or two weeks ago, our last podcast, uh, we we were very confused about Long Island and why... It's some parts of Long Island are technically culturally Long Island, while some parts of it are not. So, well, part um, we of it's very... New York City, and then the other part of it is not. Right. We got a we got a good um we got a good comment on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the show Sam and Joe. Um, and so I'm gonna read this this for us. It's from Cal Jeff Good, who said, Brooklyn girly born and raised here, y'all have stumbled into a landmine with this Long Island business. Geographically, yes, Brooklyn and Queens are on Long Island, but saying they're in or quote the same as are great ways to dig yourself an early grave around these parts. Queens and Brooklyn are two out of five of the boroughs that make up New York City, the other three being Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island. I, I don't need Staten all Island this. Is one. Well, we're almost done, don't worry. Long Island is not considered New York City and culturally is very conservative, which is where I came from. Um, My friend worked for a tutoring company out there and their boss said it's likely the 1950s socially or oh, it's it's likely the 1950s socially. So they're backwards. I see. It's a lot more of uh, white suburban families and more money than God with Labradoodles named Bailey, which is kind of like having a cat named Luna, I assume. So thank you, uh, Cal Jeff Good for that. Um, 
information about Long Island. I think that you that should comment just piss is, off as many people as possible. First of all, the length of that comment just tells it me was that it gives Long Island. It's giving Long Islander wrote that. So, <laughs> Cal, it's giving sorry about going to it. bat for Long Island. I hope you're shout out to you in Long Island right now where also, you're at. I love- I love people who, who like who moved to Brooklyn in like like three years ago and now say they're from Brooklyn. It's like, girl, are you from Brooklyn or are you a transplant? Oh, I don't care about any of that. No one's from anywhere. I'm We're all from... citizens. Well, I tell people I'm British. Well, citizens because of Brit- the world. If, oh, so you just I lie. Think, no, no, no. If Britain, <laughs> if the UK used to own your country, I think you should be able to say that you're British. Right. How far back are we going here in terms of claiming? Um, all the fucking, well, as long as the UK has been the UK, England has been England. England. And if, then you get to say, I'm British. And I get to say, I'm, and I'm British. Well, everyone likes to say they're Irish. And what's the, so what's the difference of me saying, what's the difference of, uh, Jenny McLachlan down at the sports bar claiming she's from Ireland when her family hasn't lived there in in 500 years and she's never visited and me saying i'm from the uk right it's the same thing right she's irish i'm british one has a steamed baked potato up their ass and one of them's you i think it well when you say when you hear people say they're irish and they're not you know they're they're it's this is a can of worms and i'm opening it and i don't really care um I don't. Two I don't weeks really in care. a row, babe. First it was Long um, Island, and now it's Ireland. I Jesus just well Christ. every every week I'm going to piss off a new anybody demographic right. demographic. Um. So what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Um. I'm British, and um, I I think when people say they're Irish and they're American, they are pointing towards a culture. And now I'm going right. to piss off the British people. People don't really say, oh, I'm British because no one wants their culture. Well, Britain doesn't really have a culture. Their culture is like white bread and salt. Do you know white bread and King's Charles? Whereas like people who say they're Irish lean in They're They're wearing green every day. They've got a shamrock to their lapel talking about Irish soda bread, talking about um, Guinness. Um, They're after me lucky charms. Oh, they're fully eating a bowl of Lucky Charms. They have a Lucky Charms granola bar in their back pocket, a cereal Mm -hmm, bar. Because that originated in Ireland. (laughs) Lucky Charms cereal um, originated in the country of Ireland. They've dyed their hair red. You know, like it's full on. They're having a moment. They're committed to the bit. Whereas like, you know, I'm British and I'm just boring. You have never said anything more true than that statement you just said. (laughs) Well, I think I'm anything but boring, but I am, I'm, you know, I say the boot of the car. Can we please pivot back? Can we please pivot back to balls? I say, uh, turn the wheelie when I want someone to turn. I say, um, shiver me timbers. (laughs) (laughs) I say, um, I say, uh, bean on toast. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's how I greet. That's how I greet people. You, yeah, you, you tip your hat and you say, um, mm, "Being on toast." Well, every time I walk by a shipyard, I salute it and I say, "Remember the Titanic." I thought you were um, going to say, "Remember the Titans." <laughs> 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 and um, uh, 
Yeah, no, that's it. That's pretty much it. If that's is that okay? I'm not here is to that okay? You I'm not I'm not here. I'm not here to to judge you on that. All I know <laughs> is that we've spent eight minutes on this, and we need to move on to balls because you you fondled me oh, with balls. Did you really want to talk about balls? Yes. Oh my god! I thought I was trying to get us out of there. No, okay, girl, go I'm on. diving. I'm diving right in. You mentioned at the beginning of the podcast before we had a we. <laughs> We hit a huge tangent back into Long Island and then back into Ireland that you are not a ball person. No, that's it's never that's not the like first stop. We're not spending <laughs> we're not spending it's not the, the main whole attraction there. No, it's not it's the main attraction. Never right. been. It's something nice to look at, but we're moving on to the main attraction. Yeah. What do you have to say about them? I agree with you. I'm not a big I'm not a big ball person, but I've have you encountered anyone where like that was the main event for them? No. I've never Interesting. No. I have encountered men where balls are the main attraction. What were you supposed to do? I pop them out or something. I don't know. Juggle them. Balls are so weird. And Girl. they look different every single day. And right, not exactly. just every single day, but like minute to minute. Your balls mm-hmm. could be unrecognizable. They're very dynamic. They are very dynamic creatures. I, creatures of the Black Lagoon. I'm not, like, scared of them, but I, they're not, like, I got my nipple, eye on them. Like, nipples I don't like. Anybody's right. nipples. Right, nipples you have, an, you, 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 yes. They're not that level for me, but I, I'm just not really, I don't vibe with them. They're whatever. Right. They're suspicious. The balls are suspicious. Yeah, Anyways, I just want to I just wanted to ask you if you've ever like popped one in your mouth like a marshmallow. <sighs> we all do um, things we're not proud of, Joe. We can admit it here on the podcast. I mean, that's fine. Teabagging. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Speaking of Teabagging. balls, how was your weekend away from the balls of podcast, which is this podcast? What'd you do? What'd you get up to? <sighs> I had okay. to go to I went to Maryland. <laughs> oh, I'm never happy when I'm in, I'm like, I like people in Maryland. My whole family's actually in Maryland now, but, and I like that, but Maryland. Sounds like you were forced to go. There's, it's Maryland and Mm. we don't have a car and it's Maryland. It's a whole thing. And so it's, it's just always an ordeal in Maryland. Um, And then Piggy went to the vet and got traumatized and he's fine. It's just. You've had a week. Yeah. Did you have fun? Your dad came and <laughs> and yeah, there's nothing to talk about with mine. We're pivoting. It was, it's the most boring dog dad shit. Mm, sounds about right. Um, my dad visited me. He was down here in Texas visiting an old friend of his, and they went fishing. The fishing was bad. The tides were low. That's all I got out of that because I don't know shit about fishing. But after that, he came up uh, to visit me over the weekend. It's the first time I've had guests that weren't like from Grinder or whatever. That I know that um, I hosted and it was very nice and we had a really, really good time. Um, I I don't know what it is like I have never been in a position where I have hosted family members very often. And so I have an anxiety about it of like I have to gather an itinerary together I have to make sure that they're always occupied, that they're never bored, that there's always something to do. And it like works me up. Really? Have you ever experienced that? Absolutely not. If you visit me, you're on your own, bitch. You are like, it's, I've done enough by giving you a bed. 
mm-hmm. you figure the rest out. You can eat the, the food too. That's fine. But and that's that's the thing where like if I were to visit you, I would be so okay with that. I might yeah. be like, do you want to do anything today? And I might go do maybe one thing with you. But right, I'm and not, then you'll do your own I, thing and leave me off to do my own thing. And if I, you want to, I would love that. If people want to go to like more than one museum, I'm like, I'll go to one. And you then pick one, I'll go on to that own. one with you. Right, and then absolutely. I'll I'll show you the metro. I'll show you how to get home. We have a metro card you can borrow, and then I'm out. And I'm the same way. Like when I visit my sister in Portland, when I visit my parents, like when I I visit other friends elsewhere in New Jersey and Arizona and California, etc. Like a lot of the times they they have a couple things planned, but if they don't have anything planned, like I'm so absolutely fine with just like hanging out with them at home. Or me going off and exploring on my own. Yet for some reason, I have it in the back of my mind that like if I am not, you know, dance monkey dance in front of my guests the entire time that I'm like a bad host. Even your parents? Even my parents. My parents didn't entertain me growing up. And that's the thing. I'm not going to entertain them. Right. And it's it's the opposite. When I visit my parents, like they don't, I don't have the expectation that they're going to have things to for me to do. Like that we're all going to go on family events. Like. The, the expectation is not there yet. For some reason, I have it in my head that like I need to be you know, always on when someone's here. And it got to the point where um, for the first couple of days, it was like a Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. So I took Thursday, Friday off from work. I, I picked up my dad on Thursday. And so both Thursday and Friday, I had a bunch of things planned and there were like a bunch of really fun things. And we very much enjoyed everything. My dad was very happy. And then by the time Saturday rolled around, my dad was like, Sam, I am exhausted. I don't really want to do anything today. I just want to hang out with you. And I was like, that is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And so we sat in my apartment and hung out. I helped him with his phone. We watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Then we went and got ice cream and we went to bed early. And it was so nice. But it was like, I I feel like I overwhelmed my dad with all of these with this itinerary that was great that I could have probably spread out of, you know, between the four days instead of just like jam packing it into two and then him being exhausted for the last two. But I don't know what it is. I think it's just like new hosting energy and, and just general anxiety. Like, how did you, did you just give up? Like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. You don't, you don't have the energy and or time. Yeah, like consider. I'll sit in the living room and talk with you. If that's where right. you land, if that's where you land, that's fine. Right. Right. Um right. But that's where your hostly duties end. And I honestly that I love that. I read this article recently actually about the death of the guest bedroom, which you don't have a guest bedroom. Did he sleep well, on the couch? That's the other thing is that I live in a one bedroom, one bedroom apartment. It's like 700 square feet or something. It's, you know, perfect for me. And so one of my big like purchases later on that I want to make is I have this love seat that I inherited from my parents that is stained and old and sagged and whatever. And now I'm looking into like getting a slightly bigger love seat, like not quite a couch because I don't have the room. But my dad and I went uh, furniture shopping because that's, you know, something to do. And I would like his opinion on things. And first of all, love seats are expensive. Second of all, they're twice as expensive if you want it to turn into a sofa bed which is like completely diminishes all of your options. And that's the other thing where it's like, I don't know if I'll ever have a, a guest bedroom. Like maybe. Well, that was the article's point. It, it said that millennials. My living room is. Don't have guest bedrooms because one, we can't afford them. We can't afford it. And then two, it's like, 
if you want to come visit, like stay in a hotel. You, you right. like they're telling they're like stay right. in a hotel. You know if that sounds so mean, but it's like, girl, if I don't have room to host you, like you should be expected to get your own accommodations, girly. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. I and don't know. Also, it's wild. yeah, there are like, I don't know anyone who I would. Like, I, I still have friends who visit, who stay in. The guest bedroom's also my office. So it's also like, when we right. have guests, I can't get on my computer. I don't work, you know? Right. Um, right, Because right. the bed, there's, so we have a fold-down bed in here that turns right. into a bookshelf. Right, so, right, right. you know, that's down on the floor. I can't really access my desk. I'm not going to work while the bed's down. Yeah, um, like, but like having so it, a dedicated room in your house or apartment that is a guest bedroom and nothing else. Right. I don't like know so I don't uncommon. know anyone. I don't know a single person who has that. Right. Like when we go visit um I don't know. We don't we don't when we go visit anyone except for family, we stay in a hotel. Right. And I I personally prefer it for me. But I understand like mm-hmm. You would be able to stay here. I wouldn't care about that. I have select friends who could stay here, and I don't care. Because that also means I don't have to work. I take off. Right. Or, I, right, 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 right. or it's a weekend or something, and I but don't like, want to see my computer. Yeah. There's there's something about, like— And family. You know, yes. With millennials and Gen Zers and people in our age bracket who, like, we have and live in apartments where, like, we can't—we don't have a room that's just, like, wasted space— when no one's staying with us, like a, a, an extra guest bedroom. And we're and so tired. It's just, yeah. It's like we're we, working we, we, like all the we time. We can't afford the real estate. Right. Exactly. And so it's it it kind of it disturbs your, you know, natural state of living when you have a giant blow up bed in your living room, because like now half your living room isn't really functional right. anymore. Well, and like if I had a massive house. I would gladly had just have people over all the time, but we've got like yeah. you know it's like nine hundred ninety square feet of mm-hmm. we're of using all every, used space, every single inch of that we're living in. I'm right. living in my truth in nine hundred ninety whatever square feet. She's living, and like you said, like you you have your office that you turn into a guest bedroom, but then your office is unusable, right? And we don't. I don't really go in our bedroom except to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have Bedrooms much in my bedroom weird. either. Yeah, yeah, it's very odd. Anyways, yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting article. If you can find that, send it to me because then I'll learn how to read and I'll read it because that actually sounds up my alley because it's literally okay. exactly what I experience. Anyways, um, this whole aspect of of people, I think it's a people pleasing sort of aspect of my personality where like I'm nervous that people are going to think I'm boring when in actuality I am boring and that's totally fine. Um, I don't know. But I I wonder how in your brain you like just let it go. Is it just like you just I it's don't just not think a big deal that to you? I think if I were if I had more free time on my hands, I might care more. But mm. like the the millennial brain, I don't have an I don't have any time to rest and think of anything to do. Well, and also gotcha. usually when people come to DC, they come with their own agenda too. They're like, I want to go do this and this and this, and I'm like, okay, that's right. boring, but. That's fine. We can do yeah. that. You can do that. Whatever. And yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my dream guest of like if someone, you know, needed to oh, came uh, with an agenda. To, well, yeah, someone that came with an agenda and who was and was like doing things without me. So like they were like using my place to crash. Oh, maybe right. I want, maybe I don't want guests. Hmm. Maybe you want to Airbnb. 
Maybe I want a roommate. Is that what I want? I don't <laughs> want a roommate. Do you want a roommate? No, not in a one bedroom girl. I enjoy being Well, alone. no, I mean like if you had a two bedroom. I don't know. You know, it would have to be the right person, but like as someone who has had a roommate their entire life or roommates plural, yeah. and this is the first time that I've ever lived alone, I'm trying to like relish it. It's like it, I'm not rushing back into like, oh, I'm so lonely, I need a roommate. Not that no, I think anything's I wrong it. with that. I I just feel like like oh wow there's like a new found sense of independence and just like we've talked about how Joe and I love being alone we love being on our own thoughts like we love doing our own thing and having our own space and I never really got to experience that fully until I was in a situation where my living environment was just me even if it was like my path my last roommate who I was very comfortable with we were really really good friends you're still sharing a space with them and there's still like a bunch of stuff that isn't yours and space that isn't utilized by you and people are you know going in and out and there's noises that aren't yours and you know it's just it's just different when you're alone and so i wouldn't be opposed to it in the future but i think i'm going to try to hold on and really cherish this like single living situation as long as i can i mean i'm trying to think like when was the last time before justin that you had roommates um, briefly for three months in San Francisco, which was like wow. 10 years ago. Yeah. And they weren't, we didn't know each other. That was like right. a slumlord put us together in the same unit. <laughs> right. It was a we shared had, living situation. We had padlocks on our doors. That's how we locked insane. our doors. It <laughs> was a slum. Um, so that part, yeah. And then maybe when I was like 21, I had roommates. Mm-hmm. But even in college, well, when I was in the dorms, they weren't roommates. They were like sweet mates. So it was the same thing, what you would call a roommate as an adult. I had my own mm-hmm. room, but I shared the place with like three other people. Right. Yeah, I, I've definitely had more not roommates than roommates, which and I've did, enjoyed. Did you ever get lonely? I, do, I feel no, like you never did. I've never been lonely. If I want company, right. I find company. Right. Like, it's Absolutely. It's easy. And it's rare. It's rare. And if I want it, I get it. So I'm right. fine. I can just For walk me, down the street and I'm fine. Right. Like I could just go into town and be around people. Or if like, if I am like missing my parents, I just give my mom a call and I can just chit chat with her for an hour. And then I'm like totally good for like a month. My brain is very odd. Anyways, lots to think about. Had a lovely time. Sam's first hosting situation, it actually went well. I didn't kill my dad. My dad didn't get food poisoning. He didn't lose an arm. I actually drove a lot in town, which is not something I do. I was like driving him around downtown. I thought I was going to, you know, get in a fiery car accident. We would both die. Everything was fine. So a lot of big accomplishments for me this past week in terms of of being a, a good hostess and, and entertaining my father. So had a really good time. Um, I did not have a dog that I needed to take to the bet. And, uh, and there was drama. So, well, so sorry for you. That's great for you. <laughs> um, I Before we move on, I wanted to let everyone know that someone's blowing a uh, leaf blower outside my apartment right now. So if you can hear that, I apologize. But there's nothing I can do about it other than yell at him, which I will not do. Um, did you have anything you wanted to talk about this week? Did you bring anything to the table? Any articles? Because I sure didn't. Um, I have a few. So... Did you see that Samsung Samsung CEO said Samsung exec said? So okay, do you remember the whole Samsung thing with they were like, "Oh, take pictures of the moon with our phones." Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, and they try to make it a thing and it's like, "Who the fuck cares?" Well, and 
there was questions over whether it was actually taking pictures of right whether or was it, it was just real yeah, or if it was it was just a real picture mm-hmm. enhancing them with ai suspicious and like pasting a moon on it essentially right right um and a samsung uh exec said blah, blah, blah. is it fake is it not fake there was debate around what constitutes a real picture and actually there is no such thing as a real picture as soon as oh, you have fuck sensors off. no it's true as soon as you have <laughs> sensors to capture something, you reproduce what you're seeing, and it doesn't mean anything. There is no real picture. You can try to define a real picture by saying, I took that picture. But if you used AI to optimize the zoom, the autofocus, the scene, is it real or is it all filters? There's no real picture, full stop. And let me tell you the T, that's fucking the moon isn't true. real. Especially taken with the phone. Because right. I hate that with the Google camera, which, yeah, we can download different cameras from the app store and turn these settings off. But with the actual Google camera app, you can't turn off HDR and it blows the fuck out of your pictures. And Oh yeah, it does. You know how you take a picture and in that split second that is processing, you can see what it looks like before mm-hmm. and then it turns radically different. Right, yeah. The brightness just enhances on every shadow. Pictures right. of like a selfie turns into this like weirdly contrasted, poor enhancing Unless Kinda you looks turn on generative smooth, AI. Yes, right. it's awful. They are so, phones are over-processing pictures so much. It drives me crazy. I hate taking pictures with my phone. A few pixels back, you could turn off the HDR, and I would. And now it's if you just could, like, like, download a different camera app that would be able to, like, not use the you HDR. Can. Okay. You can. Um, you can also have the raw files saved. Right, right. Which I don't like doing HDR. anyway. It takes up too much massive. space. Right. Right. Um, interesting. It's also interesting that like companies are putting all this like energy and technology and stuff into being able to take a picture of the moon when that same device could go to google.com and download a picture of the moon taken by a telescope and it would be better in every way. People Why really don't you just love do that, photographing Mary? the moon. People love taking pictures of the night sky. Are those the same people with the cat named Luna? No, it's everybody. Mama, it's, <laughs> it's, it's wider net Serena, than that. Uh, Serena walking down the street, seeing mm-hmm. the, that the moon is out, thinking they're the only person who's ever seen the moon and snapping a picture and sending right. it to, 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 to Bob. Right, Jennifer Love Hewitt loves the moon. It's um, Colin. In Ireland. Yep, Colin Farrell. Taking right. pictures of the moon over the the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, with a Titanic mm-hmm. sinking in the background. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful scene you're, you're painting here. Everybody. Everybody loves taking pictures of the moon. That's the one thing I do wish we could take better pictures of. because, I, And I think that's what Samsung was trying to do when they had that, oh, take pictures of the stars and the moon with your phone, and it looks pretty. Because that is right. something everybody does right that and astral photography is very popular i just want that to be done well because i want to see some good smartphone pictures of the moon i'm a i'm i'll take a picture of the moon well for a long time there's this clock face that i thought was the moon but it's a clock oh sad when did you figure that out um just now Live on just air now. I just thought wow. about it, and I wow. was thinking about it. And you I realize, wait, the moon doesn't have numbers. Mm. 
that deductive reasoning is kicking in finally. So I don't know. I I definitely take way less selfies because the way that it warps them freaks me out. It's giving you body dysmorphia, and but not in the way that you want it to. Right. It's like we talk about control. everyone. It's automatic. Everyone making their Instagram reels and their TikToks with filters on. But like mm-hmm. it's filtered even before that. The filtering didn't start there. It started before right. that. Right. Yeah. From the camera app, it's already filtered. We filter take filter. so many pictures of the world and it. None of it is real. And none of it's real. We, we're not going to know what's real or not when we look back at this generation's pictures. I mean, yeah. I'm just, we're, we're all ugly. Just remember that. Well, I'm talking we're, about like people ugly. cropping stuff out of the background, AI oh, erasing true. people. Right. You're just not yeah. going to know what actually happened. Um, Speaking of Instagram reels and TikTok, I wanted to get your prediction on is TikTok going to TikTok flop since Universal Music Group has pulled out all their music catalog from TikTok? What are your oh. thoughts? I have no idea because I never, I have never watched. Who's making TikToks with music? Apparently, everyone. I guess everyone. But it's TikTok dances, people using like the sped up versions of songs as like background music, as memes. Like it's like the entirety of TikTok, I feel like, is like the, it's structured off of a music catalog or a song. Like, you know how many songs like get popular because they went viral on TikTok first? Like so many, like Megan Trainer, all of her music, I feel well, like is made but that for was, TikTok. Let me tell you this little story about, let me tell you a little conspiracy. That had about been- About Mugambi Trainer. People have, about who? Mugambi. Mm-hmm. No, about uh, all the songs that go viral on TikTok and it's all like orchestrated. By the Chinese government. By their publicists. Uh, or that, okay. And people have like connected the dots for. I don't know about Megan Trainer. I literally don't know anything about Megan Trainer. Um, That's okay. You can keep it that way. It's your. But totally some other normal. ones, the people have connected some dots. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I this makes me feel really like kind of proud of my for you page that I have somehow gotten avoided rid of, of not avoided gotten rid of because it's what mm-hmm. it gives you day one. Right. I've somehow gotten rid of all of, of music TikTok. TikTok's figured out that I don't like music and I only like Stardew Valley songs. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll report you if you use music. <laughs> and I'll write in the comments, shouldn't use music. The world is worse off with music. Fuck you. Die. And, um, and I, yeah, that's what I write when I report them, so... Interesting. Well, yeah. So recently, music Universal Music Group and TikTok have their deal fell through. Yeah. And so all of the all of the you know backing tracks that everyone was using, which are you know popular artists that are signed to UMG, all of their TikToks are muted. And so it's funny going through TikTok um, and seeing like all of these videos where like the joke doesn't land because it's all muted. So it's just like it's kind of spooky, honestly. <laughs> It's like all these things. It's like, oh, I, I can't hear anything. It's just I'm watch- watching someone dance to nothing, you know? Spooky. Yeah. I, I, they're not going to flop, I guess, but. I think they're too big. I feel like that they're they're going to come to some sort of, you know, amicable decision between the two of them, you know, that's mutual on both ends. 
and it's going to come back because I feel like TikTok is too big. It's too big of a platform. It's, you know, has too large of a reach and it, you know, propulses people into popularity too much for UMG to just like completely pull out. I don't know, but it's very eerie to see the consequences currently. But I I don't think the TikTok's going to fail because of that. I think we'll come to a, con- a conclusion anyways. I hate it all. Yeah. Um. When is the Stardew Valley Symphony coming to... Are they coming to New York? I Philly. can't remember if they're coming to Philly. When is that soon? This month. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I'm excited. <gasps> We're just oh. popping over there real quick to see it. We're not like... It's like it's around. like a late birthday present for you. I guess. I'm excited. So I'm just good. like... There's so much between now and then. It's at the end right. of the month. And I'm just yeah. like... I've been oh, there's struggling so much you since deal Christmas. With. Yeah. I'm yeah, the really beginning into, of the year um, is usually kind of, it's kind of tough for a lot of people. So I don't think I don't you're alone know. there. It's usually my favorite time, but this year I just got really tired Too and stressful. never recovered. Mm. But I've been doing, um, my chat told me about everything but the house. It's an auction website. Because I was on another auction website, because Antiques Roadshow UK, because I'm British. Right. Uh, and I... And I wanted to get into, well, antiques road trip, especially. But mm. I wanted to see some of these online auctions that are not eBay. You know, this eBay's kind of polluted with a lot of a lot of trash. Garbage. Uh-huh. Everything but the house. So ebth.com. I've never heard of this website. It's an auctioneer website. Let me tell you. So my I'm really obsessed with looking at the rings. I don't really wear jewelry. Oh, yeah. I wear my wedding ring and that's it. But I, right, we talked about this a couple weeks ago that you're getting into rings. Jewelry is my fucking favorite thing. This stu- like I'm learning so much. I want to get like a gemology c- certificate and then I was reading online that it's like you don't get a job. But that also mm-hmm. goes in line with everything else I've ever gotten a degree in. I right, never fashion degree, no job. Creative yeah, writing just, degree, no job. I yeah, you should continue to collect useless degrees. I mean, you and I both. <laughs> You know, I didn't even get a degree that was useless. I didn't there get a degree, period. You would think that in D.C. there would be auction houses, and there's not. There's there real estate like auction no houses. No, no, there's plenty of space. We've got a fucking top golf. There's plenty uh, of space. Honestly, yeah, valid. That, like, I want a fine, like, the things I look up that I've got, I'm following 18 auctions right now. Because I want, mm. I want to see She's how much they it. sell for. I like to know how much they sell for, so I have an idea of of when I'm um, telling people how much their stuff is worth in the future. Right, you're paying attention to the market. You're you're learning. So, rings and paintings are my two specialties. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not telling y'all my ring size because then you'll try to, you know, I'm going to try to snatch some of these probably. But right, you're you're like Blathers from Animal Crossing, only worse in every way. <laughs> There is, so there's a Tiffany uh, box chain bracelet. Right now, I think it's kind of going for, it's right now it's at 145. I think it ends, it ends later tonight, actually. It ends in like an hour. Um, and it's sterling silver. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's made out of a billion, billion carat gold. Right. Billion carat. A billion um, carat. But, you know, they retail for like 400 It's going for 145 right now. It could probably use some cleaning. But that's kind of on par with what these, with what those sell for used on eBay, too. So I, right mm-hmm. now I'm getting a feel of how things, how much things go for. Yeah. Getting a feel for the market, which is 
which is good. It sounds wise. Get a feel for the market. Seeing, you know, keeping my eye on things. There's some really pretty, real, real pretty gems. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see how much they're going for. I also got some uh, some paintings uh-huh. I've got my eye on. So are they like uh, what kind of what kind of paintings? What kind of art are you into? So, the signed ones. I'm not into the unsigned. I want to know because I. Well, my, she's exclusive. Well, my minor was art. And ah, mm-hmm. my favorite classes were art history. I hated the actual doing of the art. But you um, liked old pieces of art by famous artists that are now worth money. Well, not even old artists, artists that are still alive who are selling for mm. $400, $700, $2,000. Oh, wow. And their paintings pop up. And I'm curious to see how much they're going to go for. I, a lot of this stuff does get a lot of attention. And I think right at the end of them, just like on eBay, you know, people pour in their bids. Mm-hmm. But I'm really into that one. And I'm really into live auctioneers, which has like live, live auctions. Right. Like here's display number 420, 420, blaze 420, it. 420, blaze it. Right. This is a rock that. Uh, made out of marijuana. Ma- <laughs> a mm-hmm. marijuana shaped like a dick. Right. Very valuable. And you're sitting there and you're clicking. Right. One, mm-hmm. We got 45, 45 over here. We got 48, 48 over there. I want you to go to a live auction. I've been and I want to, you to one. Like ha- you have the little the little sign that you that you raise up when you want to bid. And you're wearing like a little top hat and a mustache. I've only been to a cattle auction with my pappy. I was going to say that will also work. I will take that. We'll take that as an answer. Unfortunately, only a cattle auction with Pappy when I was young, but I've it was never very been to a exciting. Cattle auction. I would honestly kind of live. It was fun. We saw one of our teachers there. So were they getting were they getting auctioned? They off? weren't one of the cows. No, <laughs> they, were, they, they weren't were one not. of the cattle. Okay, but I learned the word heifer. I didn't know the word heifer, and I learned oh. the word heifer there. So always educational. Um. So that was fun. But I'd like to go to the Antiques Road Trip, which is a spinoff from Antiques Road Show where mm-hmm. uh, appraisers, two appraisers compete. They go to different antique stores and then take all their findings to an auction and see who makes the most money off their lots. Mm-hmm. The auction houses, I love them. They're always like disorganized. All the shit's laying around everywhere. like Cluttered. Yes. And... There's an online component. A lot of them have people online as well. I just want to go to those types of things. And there's none around here. Hmm. I'm sure one of them will pop up. I know that when I I, I must have been really young or maybe I wasn't even around yet. I was still I was still an egg and a sperm. But my grandmother, um, the uh, the lesser version, the American Antiques Roadshow came to either Bozeman or Billings, Montana. And my grandmother and a bunch of my aunts went with a bunch of like old furniture or paintings or whatever. And just for the experience and like, they were never on the show or whatever, but they got their stuff appraised and it was worth nothing. But they always told that story and how fun it was to just go Uh, and be there. I want to go. In that environment. We're planning, not planning, not in the active planning stages. Once I get my passport, we, I, you mm, know, I mm-hmm. want to I want to plan a trip to England, and I'm literally going to try my hardest to go to a taping of Antique Roadshow UK. That would be incredible for I you. I need to take something though that's not a tamagotchi. Right. Mm, right. I don't think that they. I don't think that they appraise tamagotchis over there. It is They're interesting priceless. though. Well, no, but the stuff that <laughs> they just 
Uh, on one uh, Antiques Roadshow UK, one recent one, they appraised someone's My Little Pony lot. Yeah. Of like 1980s, like, 19 whatevers that was. Mm-hmm. Because that shit's, one, vintage now. And two, yeah. people are paying a lot for that shit. Yeah, you're, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people have had like like old Atari video game oh, collections appraised. Magic the Gathering cards. Magic there was the a Magic Gathering? the Gathering cards. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it is... Stuff that we used to own that was not an antique when we owned it. Right, you know? which means we're we're old now. <laughs> we're the antiques. Yeah, we're used to seeing like an old person get a couple pearl earrings appraised that were like dumped off of that Titanic. Yeah. Right. Bringing up the Titanic a lot this episode. Meanwhile, well, now it's Magic the Gathering from 1994. It's wild. I, well, and I also like... I think if I ever buy any jewelry, if I were ever rich and buying jewelry, it would be antique. Right. Like I want a one of the kind piece with history. We don't, and also we don't need to dig up more stones. True. Lab grown we have is plenty fine. of them already dug up. Yeah, lab grown's fine if it's new. You know, we don't need to be sending people down to the mines to get jewels and whatever. No, it's it's no. A, it's a little piece of art now. You know, wrapping all this up in a little bow. Is antiquing just the stock market for gay people? <laughs> you know, like finance bros, like paying attention to the NASDAQ every day and looking if like things go up and down in value. Is that just like, is the gay version of that just antiques roadshow and like trying to buy a, a painting that's signed to see if it'll go up in price in 20 years? Like, I think that's the homosexual well... version of the NASDAQ. But you also get something pretty to look at for a while. And, right. and collectors True. don't really, they don't sell their collections. They're not really in it for right. the value. Like, yeah, if I have to get a new kidney, I'll sell my Tamagotchi. <laughs> if, I, if I have to get a new kidney, those Tamagotchis yeah. are out. If, if I'm up against the wall, I'll, you know, I'll sell some Tamagotchis. Not that yeah. mine, I have a very low worth collection of Tamagotchis. Nobody collects the time, the kind that I collect because they're not rare. Um, but hmm. man, I wish, I wish I had jewelry money. Mm. That, that old money, money. Some of these jewels, jewels do go for, I'm looking at the ones that just ended, you know, it's 500 to a thousand dollars. But for some of that shit, that's a really good deal. Some of it's right. like platinum. If you know where it's going to go in the future. Oh, I want this one. It sold for $726. Well, start the GoFundMe. <laughs> it's interesting i oh. i inherited a very small signed oil painting by a, a you know an artist i don't know who they are from my grandmother when she died and she actually got it appraised and it's actually it's like worth twelve hundred dollars or something and the older i've gotten the more i've appreciated not just because i know it's worth something but it's like actually like a really like pretty piece of art that i like cherish more and more so I don't know. Is it just something that old? Maybe it's maybe it's being gay and getting old. Maybe that's that combination. It's of the appreciating having, fine art. Having a one of a kind something appeals to me a lot. Right, the individuality of it, the exclusivity yeah. of it. A one of yeah. a kind something that someone, and I think that's what what really nice jewelry and really nice paintings have in common is like someone spent a lot of time on it. Mm-hmm. It, to make this really gorgeous thing. This and one like, thing. This one thing. Non-mass it's almost produced. like owning a horcrux, you know? Or a horse. Not a horse. I mean, Hate each horse horses. is individual. 
Each horse hate horses. has its own temperament, personality. Hate horses. Or a horcrux. You can go with that. It's like owning a piece of their soul. Mm-hmm. And if I anyone like in the that. world had a had a piece of my soul, I hope it's never you. Uh, that guy in high school gave me a paper that said he was giving me his soul when I gave him a piece of gum. I don't remember this story, and I'm not going to ask any more about it. Someone in class wanted a piece of gum. I said, you have to sell me your soul. They wrote it on paper. I gave him a piece of gum, and I laminated the paper, and I have it to this day. I understand why you didn't have many friends. <laughs> well, I needed it. I needed collateral. I needed, for my life, I needed something to place the bad deeds on. A little something something. My soul bathed in his blood. Do you have a cheese this week? It's cheese of the week. So I'm still on my pillow. I, well, I've ended my pillow uh, cover pillowcase journey. I was going to ask you. So please remind our, our lovely listeners. Two weeks ago, you were maybe going to get some pillowcases. You weren't sure if you were going to like them or not. What's the update? Well, I gotten... I Had I gotten the polyester satin ones at that point? I, yes, and you, and you hated them. I did not like them. Because they were like too them. slick. Right. Slick and slimy. Just yeah, slimy. Then, yeah. It's very easy to plant a seed in Justin's brain and get him obsessed with something too. So then he got And then he with buys the most cases. expensive thing? Yes. So he um, wanted he said we we need to try silk. And I said, uh, we're not if spending. If you're buying. If you're buying. Well, it's our money at this point. That's and true. I said, it, it, it hurts you. I said, we're not, I'm not buying a $70 pillowcase. I said, if you can yeah, find yeah. cheap silk or cheaper silk, maybe. So he found silk pillowcases at Target for like 35 bucks. And I was like, okay. Actual silk? S- actual silk, 100% silk, pulled out mm. of a worm's ass, sewn into mm. a pillowcase, very oh. soft. And So what's your I, review? I hate those two. They are much okay. better than the polyester satin. But too, still too slick, I'm assuming. Still too slick. So I went back mm. to these pillowcases we bought a long time ago that are... Uh, so they're called microfiber, but they're not microfiber. It's not like... There's something those, else. It's not like those cloths you clean your glasses with. Right. You know? it's, um, it's just soft. It's just a polyester, soft material. And I love it. It feels amazing. And I've slept on it soundly every night. And it was um, cheap. Let me see. I think I got it. I think it's called Utopia Bedding Zippered Pillowcases. Pack of four. And so I does think this I mean got the, them on Amazon. That the journey has ended and the hyperfixation is over, you think? It's over. I have fully, I, I have found no peer-reviewed evidence about the benefits of, uh, for hair, yes, on satin and silk. I don't have hair. Right. Offer right. wrinkles. I have found no peer-reviewed evidence. Bald baby bitch. I think it's more important your skincare routine than what pillow you sleep on, probably. Ask your dermatologist. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to tell you you're going to get wrinkles from a pillowcase. Um, and so I've just, I've said, yeah, this is it. This was always it. And this is so I was, I was going to ask if you ever ended up buying those ugly as sin waffle pillowcases that are textured beyond belief. No, I didn't buy any waffle ones. I'm sticking with my waffle blanket. Okay. I decided that might have been a bridge too far. Oh, well, I was excited because I feel like that you were going to you were going to really rough up your face, which would have made me feel a little bit more at home. 
You know? Yeah. I was excited for you to come down to my level a little bit more. Still smooth skin. Well, I'll have to find another way. I don't get pillow marks. People talk about their pillow marks. When you wake up from sleep and there's like a mark on your face from if you sleep on your side. I know. I mean, but also like, I mean, if you did have a mark, it would probably go away like in 15, 20 minutes. Right. But people are are obsessed with that. Are you expecting to be camera ready right when you roll out of bed? Like what? Hello? I don't know, man. The only thing I know is change your pillow sheets often. Yeah, I, we wash our pillowcases once gross. a week. You're better than me. Sad. Well, I know that. Probably like two weeks max. I, and then I, I change them, but it should probably be once a week. I agree with you. I'm so happy for you in your pillowcase journey. I hope that uh, whatever hyperfixation your uh, scary little mind latches onto next is uh, more interesting than that one. Thank you. We will wait and see what happens. I'm sure you will report back. Oh, sure. I've got like, it's probably auctions. I've got eight tabs open. Mm, right oh, now. yeah. But honestly, auctions, like very homosexual of you. I feel, I feel, like, it's, I feel like it's gay culture. I feel like it's, it's a rite of, pas- rite of passage. I feel like I could see myself there. Maybe not right now, but I can see myself there in the future. Maybe when I get some more money, I could be that I want to be an appraiser, but there is you one. You have to know things about prices well, and worth. But that's it. You can learn. Anytime Ugh. you have to know something, you can that learn. Sounds it. like so much work. It actually learning. Is. So you can you have to like you can like be an apprentice, you know, and mm-hmm. and work around it. But I looked up. There is one auction house in the area. I think it's in Maryland. And I looked up like what the what the people who work there have done in their lives. They've been they've been in auctions since they were like twelve. Right. Not like yeah. not like them being auctioned off when they were 12, but they've been well, doing working in auction houses since then. And I'm like, I don't have a chance. Right. I'll never be well as good turn, as them. I'm 36 and I might as well turn to dust and die. Well, I mean, that's for other reasons, not because you can't be an auctioneer. It's because you're ugly and old and sad. I might as well turn to dust and blow away like in Dune. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dune. I still haven't seen Dune. It's not that good. Let's move on. My dad loves it. But yeah. my dad's gay. So that it's makes sense. It's a dad thing. It's such a dad movie. Should we move on to favorite things? These are a few of our favorite things. Um, I'll go first because mine's uh, whatever. I don't have much to say about it. I recently ditched my Xiaomi Chinese government watch that tracked my sleeping <laughs> to make sure I didn't wake up at night and stop breathing or whatever. Mm. And... Uh, I threw that away, and instead of giving all of my health information to the Chinese government, I'm now giving all my information to Google via my new Fitbit Inspire 3, which I only got because it was on sale on Amazon. Um, It's very similar to my my Chinese smartwatch. It's basically the same size. Now I just use the Fitbit app. I think it tracks my sleep better. It gives me, like, more parameters and different types of scores that I enjoy to, like, look at to figure out, like, oh, like... Do I feel shitty today because I don't know how to take care of my body in general? Or do I feel shitty today because I was tossing and turning because the demons were back in my dreams at night? So I got it um, on Amazon. It was on sale for like 75 bucks. I think it retails for 100. But I'm pretty sure they're like coming out with a new one. So they're trying to get rid of old stock. So it it goes on sale fairly fairly frequently. Um, But I've been enjoying it a lot so far. I used it a lot this past weekend when my dad and I were doing all our things. Uh, walked many, many, many miles. 
It was good for me. And I got to, you know, I'm I'm a data snob. I enjoy tracking basically everything that I can. So it's been working well. The battery life is is long. Probably only have to charge it once a week, if that. Um, I feel like the, it's comfortable. I'm used to wearing a watch because I was wearing that Chinese one before. It's fairly small. Um, and so, yeah, I've been enjoying it. So if you're in the market for a fitness tracker, small watch that can only give you, you know, it's not like an Apple watch, you know, where you can like play a fucking game on it or whatever. It's a small screen. The Fitbit Inspire 3 has been working pretty well for me for the past month or so. The only bad thing is that if you want like really granular information, you have to pay for a Fitbit premium subscription, which is like 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 more than 60 bucks a year or something. I don't know. But you can get like the first six months free. Hashtag not sponsored. Anyways, the Fitbits are nice, except for the subscription. Or you could get a Garmin watch, which doesn't have a subscription and all your data is unlocked. Honestly, yeah. Valid. <laughs> I forgot that you're a Garmin too. girly. I'm a Garmin girly. But lately, I have been seduced, well, on my ring <gasps> journey by the Aura seduced. ring. Girl, all these bitches at my office and in no. like the women's health space are so into aura rings. It's I like don't such like, a thing with the girlies. I just got like annoyed at my watch the other day and I was like, mm, well, gotta replace you. One little annoyance, I gotta throw you away and replace you with something different. But they have a subscription too. Aura ring does. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. So they that. get you. Yep. So they're gonna nickel and dime you till you're dead. They seem to be the only ones who are doing like serious work in the fitness tracking ring department. Mm-hmm. Not just fitness tracking, but health tracking, you know, everything. Right. I would like to try it someday, but we'll see. Need an aura ring sponsorship. Uh, I would love that. that be, aura ring. That'd be great. Yeah, give me a call. I'll ring ring that. hello. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing this week, Joe? Uh, my favorite thing is now, I don't know if you know about this band. Um, oh, here we fucking go. But they were my fate. They were my life in middle school. My chemical romance. High. No, I was mm. I was preppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were my uh, favorite band in middle school and junior high and beyond. I had their CDs and their singles imported. I actually won a singing competition about their songs. Michelle Branch? The A-teens. It's the A-teens. Oh, my God, girl. Euro hyper pop, baby. They, I loved them so much. And so they stopped. Let me actually go to their wiki because. Did one of them die? No. They started as a. Am I thinking of S Club 7? I I don't know. Mm. They started as, their first album was ABBA covers. Eighteen stood for ABBA right. They were actually called right. the ABBA Teens. And there's some rare media of them called the ABBA Teens, but then they were the Eighteens. The rest of their albums were just, you know, original music after that. Um, so they disbanded in like 2004 with their last stuff. Well, uh, several people alerted me this week that they had a reunion. They had an onstage <sighs> reunion 20 years We're later. At? Their first stage together in 20 years. At, um, so I've heard of this festival before because of Swedish music, but, uh, and I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Melodi, uh, Melodi Festivalen, mm-hmm. the Swedish mm-hmm. music competition. They mm-hmm. just, you know, they have people perform. Um, right. 
And they performed and it was on the internet and I watched it and it was like, it was like going back in time. They, they did a- Reliving a, your, your, your good years? Yeah, they did a medley of their greatest hits and um, it was How everything do they sound? I wanted. Oh, it was great. I, so they were singing over their own vocals if it wasn't pre-recorded. It was kind of like K-pop artists pre- K-pop artists- record them singing their songs over their own vocals and then play the that recording, you know, at concerts and stuff a lot of the time. So yeah, I don't they know how much of it was live, live vocals sometimes, right. Right, pre-recording live vocals. That's what I'm meaning to say. So I don't I don't know if they were doing that, but it sounded really good, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Um, Ahmet had gray hair and he was hot. They're all like 40 now. But like um, that's my demographic now. They they were great and I wish I had been in that front row. I would have been screaming and crying blood and throwing up. Oh, oh yeah. Shitting, throwing up. Throwing turds on stage. Diarrhea. Um, just. Full lo- orangutan. Hooking mm-hmm. up a breast pump to my nipples. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of And the breast tongues, pump is hooked up to the car battery. <laughs> ball sack with cl- clamps. Balls. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring it back. Ball gag in my mouth. Um mm-hmm. Um, a pigtail wig, a mm-hmm. wig with pigtails. Um, mm-hmm. the, the that you take off, so you're snatched bald. Well, right? the pigtails turn into a um, like that Borat thong oh, yeah. outfit, the neon mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's what I would have done if I were in the front row. Well, I don't think you'd be allowed in the festival. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's just what how Swedish people are. That's just yeah, is that just, just is that just just typical festival attire? I think I you just, just yeah, I think you just described what everyone looked like at Cho- Coachella last year. Coachella and just Swedish people. Mm-hmm. Swedish people at the grocery store with the with the ball gags <laughs> and the cock cage. I love you know the just swinging it so about. Eighteen, nice. Thank you for your comeback. Thank you for your service to pop music and the pop mm-hmm. atmosphere. Are they going to continue, um, or was this like a one-time oh, reunion it. sort of situation? Okay. Um, I feel like it's probably a one-time reunion thing. That's fine with me. I don't need new 18s music. We don't. Gotcha. It, it was. What else could they do? All the music you just they need a little is perfect. We don't need right. anymore. You, you got your your later hit of nostalgia. That's what you yeah. needed. They've all moved on. We've all moved on. Mm-hmm. And some um, of us are auctioneers now. That's life. Mm-hmm. It was some. It was Paul from S Club Seven that died. So I, I, I believe that everyone in the 18s is still alive, unless they've been replaced by automatons. Do you remember? Hold on. Do you remember asking play? me to remember something is a dangerous. Do you remember play? Play. Okay. So what were they? Replay. So they had a song called "I Must Not Chase the Boys." They were. Mm, I know play by Jennifer group. Lopez. They were a Swedish girl group. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. No, I don't remember who they are. Oh, they were kind of from that era too. They were, that was like 2003 and they were okay. I just remember that Mm -hmm. one song and it popped. Oh my God. Let me tell you. Do you remember that song by September that was like, you'll never see me again? Yes, I do. It popped into my head recently and I listened to it 30 times yesterday. Well, let me tell you that it is, it's uh, a, a gay meme, especially in like the Chicago drag scene. Um, uh, drag icon Miss Luberderm 
who was is an ex YouTuber who I will I will not dox on this podcast, but we knew them. Um, did a couple performances to that song, and they were like in the club, and every and every time it was it said you'll never see me again, they just walked out of the club and never came back. It's well, a that, viral performance. That the song went. Uh... It had a viral meme. a couple times. It had a meme resurgence a few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. It's a great song. And oh my I god. I don't know who sang that. Her name is September. She's Swedish too, speaking of Swedish. And Is her real name September? That's so sad. No, it's like Petra or something. Mm, um something Swedish. and the YouTube comments on the music video are like, well, she wasn't lying cuz that was like her own Cuz she hit. never came back. One hit wonder. <laughs> she Girl, has she some other hits that. in Sweden, I guess. But well, yes. People are like, well, she told us the truth. She told mm-hmm. us who she was. And now she's gone. We never did see her again. Piggy's growling at a dog out the window. Well, it's about time we wrap this shit up regardless. So Piggy's on the right track. You'll never good favorite see things. me again. Good favorite things. That's good the to title. be back. Yeah, good to be back. We will have an after oh. show. Yeah, I'm supposed to say stuff. Thank mm-hmm. y'all so much for listening. Uh, we will have an after show this week for all the Patreon patrons, which you can check out on our Patreon if you're a patron. And also, mm-hmm. we'll be back next week with a regular episode. Yep, that sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes, music downloads, physical rewards, and more. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the wonderful podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to... Alex P. Alex S. Alexander P. Alexander T. Amanda L. Amy T. Andrew G. Andrew P. Ben B. Brian H. Carl K. Carolyn A. Chris C. Chris M. Dallas E. David M. Duran C. Devin B. Devin L. Halo. Javier. J L. Jessica L. Joseph S. Lindsay C. Martin D. Montez. Morgan M. Nick I. Ryan. Sam and Ari. Scott A. Soyzilla. Sylvie C. Tom I. William W. Xavier D. And Zachy. As usual, thank you to all of our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on The The Show. Show.